How does OpenAI make money? And what's the business model behind OpenAI? Let me explain all the nuances that we have behind the OpenAI business model. Of course, you know right now that OpenAI is the company that released ChatGPT back in November 2022. However, do you really know how the business model works? What, what are really the things that make the cost structure of OpenAI work in the first place? What are its uh, segments and uh, how the overall thing works? Now, let me explain. OpenAI really business moves, if you want, around three primary, let's call them, let's call them business segments for now. Though in the future, again, this might develop in a different way, but for now, let's call them business segment. You got the foundational model, which is GPT, the GPT series, on top of which you can build through APIs, and that's how these series of models make money through an API, so an application programming interface, meaning this is a key that gives you the chance to enable various features through the capability of those large language models that are part of the GPT series. And therefore, you can plug this key into your application and enable features that go anywhere from you know, question answering to, to uh, natural language processing, natural language understanding, and uh, way, more, way more than that. So there, are, there is a playground on which you can go on the OpenAI website and you can figure out all the use cases available. There are like hundreds if you wish, because this of course is a general purpose engine, on top of which you can plug this API on your application and therefore you can actually build very customized software application through the use of AI. I explained this in great detail and in depth in the previous episode, so go back and listen to them. Another business segment, if you wish, is really the partnership between OpenAI and Microsoft, meaning that I explained also this in previous episodes. There is a commercial partnership between OpenAI and Microsoft with last actually renewal of this partnership back in January 2023, when uh, again Microsoft and OpenAI explained that they were expanding and you know stretching their partnership for a few years with an investment most probably of, of a few billion dollars. I explained already how this partnership works and uh, if you don't mind, back in 2019, that was when this partnership consolidated between Microsoft and OpenAI, where Microsoft put a billion dollars on the table to actually support the infrastructure underlying OpenAI. Again, if you go back to one of my previous episodes about AI supercomputer, you understand why OpenAI went to Microsoft, because right now the transformer architecture is calling for uh, parallel computing and supercomputers, AI supercomputers, to actually enable those AI companies' uh, research lab to actually pre-train those models, where in order for them to become generalized and therefore to be able to handle a wide amount of tasks, just like in the case of the GPT series, and then after ChatGPT, they need to be able to be trained on billions of parameters. And therefore, uh, indeed, this means that they need to be able to handle more complexity as they are scaled. And to do that, they need a sheer computing force, sheer computing power which right now is uh, going through a paradigm, which is that of AI supercomputers. So Microsoft itself endowed, um, you know, again, Azure with a supercomputer starting in 2019, actually I believe even before, because the, part the partnership started in 2016, but starting really in 2019, Microsoft doubled down with Azure when it comes to building up a supercomputer, an AI supercomputer, which simply means this is a computer made of uh, thousands and thousands of GPUs, especially the ones from NVIDIA, uh, the, the latest GPUs from NVIDIA, 
combined in a specific architecture to make parallel computing efficient and therefore being able to provide OpenAI the kind of support they needed to develop those large language models. That's pretty much it. Now, the partnership has been extended. And again, I explained already that we don't know what that means, meaning we don't know if there has been an additional stake that Microsoft got into OpenAI or if this was uh, instead, this, this money was given as uh, infrastructure support. So Microsoft tells, you know, says to, is going to tell OpenAI, you know, don't worry, in the next uh, coming years, your cost structure is going to require you to actually have $5 billion in computing power for training your models and releasing your model through an API infrastructure. No worries, because you're going to have the support from Microsoft Azure. And with this sort of partnership, of course, uh, you understand that on the other side, Microsoft is calling for a complete and, uh, you know, an exclusive access to all the tools from OpenAI and also an exclusive distribution of those tools. Now, the interesting part is I believe it wouldn't make much sense uh, of uh, from Microsoft coming out from the deal without getting a little bit of a stake into OpenAI, simply because also moving forward, if you're OpenAI and uh, you come up with uh, successive incredible large language models, but then in order for you to actually have a, an additional release, either you figure out a different paradigm for computing, which means, for instance, let's say the case in which OpenAI can figure out decentralized cloud computing, but otherwise you're going to rely and depend upon Microsoft Azure AI infrastructure. So imagine the case we get in 2025, we, are, we have the release of GPT-10, right? So we have the release of the next iteration of GPT, which might be a very complex, large language model with trillions of parameters, who knows? I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes in the future, but imagine this scenario. So how do you pre-train this model if you're OpenAI, if you don't have an AI supercomputer? Well, I guess you, you can't, you cannot, unless you have figured a different paradigm, which might be also the bad to know of OpenAI in the future, meaning it might be that OpenAI thinks that in the future we might have a different paradigm for cloud computing, which might enable OpenAI to actually uh, like uh, sort of break this uh, symbiotic relationship with Microsoft right now. But right now, this relationship is unbreakable, is not breakable, so is unbreakable in the next two, three, five years. That's the interesting part. And therefore, as part of this uh, relationship between OpenAI and Microsoft, Microsoft has got the exclusive uh, license of the OpenAI products, meaning that each time an OpenAI product is released, Microsoft can integrate it at multiple levels, both at enterprise level within Azure, therefore making those products like, you know, OpenAI APIs like, you know, GPT family products, APIs within Microsoft Azure, but also ChatGPT APIs. So everything that OpenAI releases, Microsoft can write on, access and integrate into its enterprise platform. When it's going to integrate it is going to depend on the ability of Microsoft to actually integrate fast. And of course, I guess most probably the only deal that there is between OpenAI and Microsoft is that they release together, meaning that Microsoft might not be able to release before OpenAI. So that's why you've seen most of the, the updates that we got in the last uh, weeks always coming almost from both sides, OpenAI and Microsoft. Actually, the interesting part is that the last, uh, the last, uh, um, you know, um, um, the last uh, press release from uh, the av availability of the ChatGPT API into Azure came from Microsoft even before, if I'm not mistaken, OpenAI. I, we're talking about over a few hours. But that's an interesting dynamic because it shows that most probably this might have been part of the deal. Who knows? Those are all you know speculations that I'm making here, but it's also fun a little bit to speculate on how the deal might have gone through. The third element of the OpenAI business model is ChatGPT. 
If you want to know more in detail how it works, uh, there is a you know specific episode about how does ChatGPT makes money, make money. But right now, ChatGPT again works with the freemium model, and it's quite interesting because ChatGPT is both is going to become both a freemium model and an uh, API, so a business platform. Because ChatGPT right now again it's a free tool, and then it's been launched as a paid plan for twenty dollars per month in the in the in the US to a limited number of users to enable additional capabilities like, for instance, the ability to use ChatGPT in peak times. But in the future, we might see the release also of additional tires for B2B usage. In addition to that, ChatGPT might make money in the future through API integration, meaning that you're going to be able to integrate ChatGPT in any tool, or perhaps you're going to be able to develop tools on top of ChatGPT, therefore transforming ChatGPT as a business platform, just like on the App Store, where you get consumer applications or you get B2B applications on top of your iPhone, your iPad, and so forth. So again, the OpenAI business model and how it makes money right now moves along three lines. The APIs for the GPT series products, to build any applications on top of this as a software application. The OpenAI Microsoft uh, partnership where, again, here the money is made more from Microsoft side, but on the other side, Microsoft is giving infrastructure to OpenAI to actually release its own API also to retain the model. And then a third element is through the release of a ChatGPT as a freemium first, and then with additional tires, most probably in the future for B2B, and as an API which might develop into the next business platform.